0: tech fan podcast number 331 i am tim robertson joined by david cohen hello and david you're recording it again on your end like we did last week by the way our audio quality last week was amazing so i should probably do this every week anyway then it 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 slows me down editing instead of literally a five minute editing job it takes me about 20 minutes so mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal um but sometimes that 20 minutes is a big deal for me to try to get it edited and posted within a few hours of us recording. So yeah. – but audio-wise, it was so
1: much better. The uh, the real issue I had last week, and you and I discussed this afterwards, was I was at home when I recorded in the, in my office where I had a good internet connection. And I uploaded the files to you, but I, I sent them in a format you couldn't use. You wanted the raw audio. And then – you. You text me at home and say, oh, send them to me again in a different format. Well, of course, at home, my inter- home internet connection is appalling. Right. And it took, how long did I end up saying Twenty, twenty-five like 20, 25 minutes to upload 80 megabytes.
0: Yeah, and that was a, that compressed. Was compressed yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the so. the, uh, the raw AIFF just wasn't going to happen from home.
0: No. So I made it work. and It still sounded better than the way I usually record it. Yeah. So maybe we should look at maybe just doing it this way in the future. But yep. the, my my only issue is that there's now two points of failure rather than one. One well, point of failure is better because if if I lose it if I lose it that we lose everything, but if yep. I don't lose it and you, but then you did lose it, we lost half or, you know half of it. So, well, I, I guess I guess the best thing to do is continue to do it
1: as I do it now. But also to rec- for me to record my end, and then yep. make those files available to you. Um, and then, if you want to, if you're in a rush, then you can use your your end. And if you're not, then you can use the better quality.
0: There you go. Yeah. Good idea. So, I want everyone out there listening to relax. Relax. Cool down. Right. Then. Right now, everybody's talking about these CPU vulnerabilities meltdown inspector. Just relax. There's no known exploit to either one of these things yet on any platform. And not only that, if you look at the technical, um,
1: tar- the, the, the technical, exp- the, the details behind these exploits, I, I spent twenty five minutes explaining this to a non technical colleague this morning at work. Um, it's really complicated,, yep. and actually exploiting it's going to be really complicated not, there's there 's no reason to be complacent but there
0: uh, there's easier ways to exploit people 's computers than these vulnerabilities
1: yeah. yeah particularly on on a desktop because I think the um the real target of this is going to be servers up in the cloud but um yeah it's it's really hard it's not the sort of thing that clever hackers are going to knock something up over the weekend no. to, to get an exploit for this, and you really you can 't just do a general exploit It's just I mean, it's being reported very simplistically. Everyone's saying, well, they they can get your passwords. It's what they could do, but they have to decide which passwords they're going to get on which particular machine in order to do that. They can't just, you know, run a program and get all your passwords.
0: Right. It's, you know, right now in the U.S., we're experiencing cold weather that we haven't experienced in quite a while. And if you turn to your local weather national weather the weather channel i call it weather porn mm-hmm. they go crazy over this stuff they just they the, they love it they they love reporting how cold it is uh, it, it, it's it's the same people that will stand out in the middle of a hurricane reporting about the hurricane yeah we yeah. you don't need to stand out there and do it but this is what they live for this is this is their shining moment they're going to get out there and Show their professionalism. It's stupid. well,
1: the modern modern media likes to make everything as dramatic as possible, which means exactly um, describing the absolute worst case. Yep, uh, and and you know the headlines then because our headline itself is it by by the nature of what it is is a distilled worst case scenario of the story. So you read the headlines and all you will think, yeah, the the sky is falling, and it's just not.
0: So. I've noticed a lot of tech blogs and and news sites doing the same thing about Meltdown Inspector, and, and it's like, yep. oh, really? So now you're going to scare everyone, the pro- even the people that don't know anything about tech were talking to me yesterday about this.
1: Yeah, uh, my, my yeah, my wife sent me a, a text this morning saying, "Oh, have you seen what the Apple response is to these uh, security flaws?" The problem is. As, as I just said, I spent 25 minutes trying to explain this subject to a non-technical person's morning. It's really, really fiendishly complicated it, what these flaws are. And it's much easier, for, um, particularly for non-technical journalists, to just write something saying, well, you could possibly do this, you could possibly do that without really any kind of supposition of how hard each of those things might be than to actually explain what the flaw is because it, it, it's really, really technical stuff. It's about g- gleaning indirect information um, from parts of a processor by uh, measuring different timings of memory reads and, it, you know, it's, it's... I mean, even that sentence is hard to understand. Uh, and that, that really only skins, skims the surface of what what's actually going on with these two exploits. So, um... In in some respects I can understand that, but as I said, it, it the hype machine gets in and before you know it everyone is 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 kinda of losing their minds over this and there have been much worse much worse vulnerabilities in terms of their exploitability over the last couple of years than anything to do with either of these two. The reason these are getting so much coverage is basically their fundamental architectural problems in pretty much every process that everybody uses right now.
0: Exactly. And if it was well known it would have been exploited a long time ago. The fact that a research group spent all this time researching it to find it and then wrote two very detailed papers and then, of course, they made logos for, you know, these things. A little shield that's melting down and a little scary, cute-looking ghost with a stick in its hand.
1: Yeah, I I actually think the uh, people who run Ghostry, which is the... One of those um, ad blocking, tracker blocking things, it should sue over the <laughs> the uh, the Spectre logo because it looks like they took the Ghostery logo and ripped it off.
0: You, if you go to it's it's SpectreSpectreAttack dot com, and by the way, our sponsor maxsales.com dot com on their blog, um, they have everything you need to know about the CPU vulnerabilities, Meltdown and Spectre, I, and I'll put a link into this blog post. um but what gets me, if you go to the actual site that reported on it and all of it, they have this big you know, Q&A thing. Is there a workaround fix? Which systems are a felted mech? Can it be leaked? All this stuff. And at the very bottom of the Q&A, it says, can I use the logo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Is it just me or does it just... Ugh. It this it's the same thing as the weather porn, isn't it? it's yeah. the same thing. There's no difference. That's not just me, is it? Uh, no, I, I well, I, I maybe maybe people who are of
1: younger and less cynical years than us just kind of roll with this and, and don't get too excited about it. But you know, you and I are both old enough to remember the news like it used to be, <laughs> and oh. it's it's not the same now. Most definitely, it's not the same now.
0: It isn't. Um, not yeah. at all. And there's nothing. Yeah. Anyways, so you posted a link in here from the New York Times, which yep. I find appalling. This
1: was, um, in fact, I I talked about this this morning as well with uh, with the same colleague because we kind of moved on to wider security issues. Um, we, I think, we talked a few weeks ago. I think it might have been when Owen was on uh, about the suspicion that things like Facebook, you uh, listen in on, use your phone to listen into your conversations. Yeah. And you can have a situation where you talk about something, you don't post about it online or anything like that. And all of a sudden you start getting ads related to it. And people go, well, how did that happen? And, uh, Facebook has denied that they do this, but the supposition is the microphone on your smartphone or your, um, smart devices might be listening and analyzing more than you think it is. So, um, there is a startup that um, sells effectively an API kit. Uh, the startup is from a company called Alfonso, um, which is, is is about collecting. Uh, Alfonso's apparent business is about getting information on who watches what on TV. This uh, could be and- valuable information for advertisers. Exactly, uh, Nielsen's been doing it for. Uh, 60 60 odd years now but what this package does and this package then gets embedded into other bits of software typically games is it uses the microphone to basically shazam what you're watching on tv yep uh, and using the same pattern matching that that you that shazam uses to identify a song you can hear it identifies what tv shows and what tv ads you might be watching uh, the problem is is that it's running in these games so if you're sat watching tv and you're playing one of these games beer pong bowling pool 3d um, uh, mentioned in here honey quest um you know and they're they're kind of these you know these cheap um simple kind of candy crush style games that that a lot of people play if you're playing one of these you when you install it it asks you if it can use the microphone it doesn't tell you what it's going to do with the microphone uh and then um what happens is while you're playing the game it's reporting back on what you're watching on tv Um, creepy it's well, it's creepy for two reasons. Because first of all, the, the company says, "Well, you know, we we you're opting in knowingly because you cannot you you've given permission, explicit permission to use the microphone." But the point is, they're not telling you what they're doing. Cause right. many people, if they run a game up and it says, "Can I use the microphone?" will assume that that will be part of the game. Oh, at some point, it's going to
0: just them opt- asking. To use a microphone is not permission. My right. neighbor could come over and say, "Hey, can I borrow your hammer?" I'm yeah, going yeah. to assume he's he needs to put up a picture. Yeah. If you he comes over across and says, "The street yeah. and hammers a guy to death," and then brings the thanks, you're complicit in that, by the way, because you let me have the hammer. Yeah, no, exactly. i not. I didn't know you were going to beat that guy to death with a hammer. I thought you needed to put up a picture frame. Are you kidding exactly. me? Yeah, that and,
1: and that's that's exactly the sort of weasel space that companies like exactly yeah and and then also as well the fact that they are they are selling this in an unrelated they're putting this they're selling this a companies to put in an unrelated product you know if if you if you download a, a piece of software that that actually is said, I'll run this while you're watching TV, and you can look up the latest things about your favorite actors or the latest news or something like that, and, and then it says, can I use your microphone? You could then perhaps say, well, even though we didn't explicitly tell you, it's a, it's a TV watching app, and it's part right. of the TV watching experience. But this is unrelated. This is, this is a game, and you don't expect it to be effectively snooping on you while you're playing it.
0: I think Um, there's a a, a big – if you gave people a free app, that did something cool. It could be a game, whatever. But in the description is, please run this app while you're watching TV. This is the new Nielsen Ratings app. This allows us to see what you're watching. We're not going to share your information, anything about you but it allows us to rank the tv shows that people are watching or movies and i think a lot of people go yeah i would do that because the nielsen families opt into that so there some people just they don't care yeah that's fine yeah and, not- and i think most people understand they need to know what people are watching so they can say this is working this isn't working cancel this show this show should be renewed yeah you know and if you're watching something you're probably watching because you like it and you want that to continue Right. So this 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 app is not about that. This app's about ads. This oh, is about. Oh, I, I understand yeah. that. I'm yeah. saying though, I think that if a company like this created a product like that, it it might actually be beneficial. But that's yeah. not what this company is doing, nor right. are the companies that are using this API, because they're just they're using it so they can be paid basically yeah exactly they're
1: using it for revenue i have yeah. seen i've seen ads in the past that have the shazam logo on the bottom and yeah. if you if you run shazam while the ad is on then it will shazam will link you to more information about the thing being advertised yeah um but the thing is that's that's conscious that's conscious and that is most definitely opt-in yes. the, the the issue here and we've talked about this many times is that unfortunately the online where it's, it's come from online but um, this is a Silicon Valley startup, of course, who's doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the advertising industry has become, has become so accustomed to sneakily stealing data from people that they just think that everyone working in this space just kind of go, well, what's the big deal? Why is it a problem? You know, this this improves your advertising. That's the standard yes, broken trope. It improves advertising. Yep. It doesn't. It
0: targets um, the
1: ads that you want to see. Yeah. The we, as we said before, all the targeting is rubbish. I, yeah. stop me, I had to stop myself from swearing there. Yeah. The targeting doesn't work. You don't get better ads. You just get ads for things you've already bought.
0: Yeah. yeah. David <laughs> sent me a, a, <laughs> a screen grab for an eBay ad on a completely unrelated site. But the ad of the product they showed David was his product that he was selling on eBay. It
1: was a, my it was a link to my actual personal eBay adver- advertisement. <laughs> I just I couldn't believe it. But then creepy thing. That was yeah. on my that was on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 put that together because of of where I where I go on the web and what I do in it and it, and then it was able to to identify it it's hooked together my eBay account which I generally do on my computer with what I'm doing on my phone. Yeah. You know, um, that's creepy. It is creepy and uh, yeah, not not nice. But this this is a step further because this is this is using subterfuge to get data off people that you know full well. If you ask them, they wouldn't they wouldn't give you. This is the problem with this opt in opt out business is they know for well if they transparently asked you, "Can I take all this information and I'm going to make money off it?" You would most people would turn
0: around and say no. <laughs> See, to me, this is worse than meltdown or specter by far yeah. This, yeah. this is much more insidious
1: yep this is this is real world stuff and this is this is a company you know they're using different types of subterfuge to get data off you
0: right this uh, is the kind of thing that should be you know front page bbc new york times cnn to shame this company out of business yeah And to and shame it. the people that are using it in their apps
1: and I, you know, I, I picked this up off the. Uh, I think I, I forget where I got the link from, but um, it wasn't a big story. Probably daring fireball. I saw. Yeah, it there. maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's out
0: there like two days before yeah. you sent me the link. Yeah.
1: but it, it wasn't a big story. <laughs> not not like. And John Gruber
0: called it malware, and I totally agree. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, I do want to thank our sponsor, MaxSales.com. I'm going to, for the link this week, I'm putting in, it's going to be to this, everything you need to know about the CPU's vulnerabilities blog post. Uh, But more than that, you know, they do, when you go to that page, right at the top, click where it says Rocket Yard. They always have really good content. And one of them right off the bat there is uh, new to to Mac. Um, Here are the first five things you should do. And I pretty much agree, it's to us, David, It's it's we don't need to know this. This is the most basic thing ever, right? Yeah. But if someone just bought a Mac, this is the kind of information they actually would need to know. So I like the fact that OWC doesn't forget that not all Mac users have been using it for 10 years like David or 25 years like me. There are people that are buying it for the first time because they had an old PC it died they bought a chromebook it was too limiting well, i'll give the mac thing a try yeah you know
1: it's funny you say that about the chromebook i um, as you know i have a, a the google chromebook the old one yep. um and i, pixel, I right? no, yeah, pixel yeah the, 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 the uh, yeah it was it was the google pixel uh, was it the pixel it was a, yeah the new one's called the pixel book so it was yeah, pixel yeah. um and i i read the uh, Chrome OS uh, subreddit on reddit um where people talk about these things. <laughs> and it's it's constantly full of people saying, well, I've got this Chromebook, and I want to do this, and I can't do it. And how do I do it? And it's always something like, you know, run Windows in a virtual machine, or run iTunes, or all right. the sort of things you want to do on a regular computer that just a Chromebook can't do. Yeah,
0: just, just <laughs> go buy a laptop. Yeah. I, I did see, I'm not going to link to it, but I did see HP is doing another recall on batter, or batteries for Laptops that they sold within the last two years, because they've had eight cases of them melting down. Okay. One actually hurt a person; didn't kill anybody or anything. But it's just like, oh man, what happened to HP? Man, they used to be such a kick company. You know, it was it was about fifteen years ago that their slow decline started, and mm. it's sad that you yeah, see a, a once great company. And quite honestly the The way HP started in the garage, they were the stereotypical. Before there was a stereotypical uh, Silicon Valley company, it, that was HP. And to see them go from their height to where they are now, just the, at this point, they're kind of an also ran, aren't they? I mean, it, it's yeah. HP, Nobody buys. Nobody well, goes out of their way to I,
1: buy I, HP anymore. I, I I see a few of them in. In the corporate space, I think some of their higher-end corporate laptops are still quite well regarded. Um, they are, they also sell quite a few Chromebooks, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, and in fact, they have they've they've probably come back a little bit from the real lows of about three four years ago. But they certainly are not the force they used to be. No. Nope. Um, the issue with the issue with these battery recalls is that you don't know whether. I mean, the thing is, none of these companies make their own batteries. Even Apple. No, they,
0: it's all outsourced.
1: You, and obviously, you know, Apple's had problems with with the batteries in the iPhones recently. But it's an ongoing problem with. Uh, I didn't you had it, didn't you, with the swelling batteries in in two. in a MacBook Pro?
0: Well, um, I had two iPhones and my MacBook Pro. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the problem is these batteries are manufactured by third parties, and. Sometimes they're not made very well, and you put a lot of energy into something that's not made very well. When
0: things go wrong, it can be quite catastrophic. Sad. Yeah. Um. I guess yeah. I, let's let's go out with our wiki trolling, so we'll save that for last. Okay. Um. I've got two products. I was these are the things that I was going to talk about last week, and we decided to save them. Mm-hmm. So two products that Amazon sent me for review. I've reviewed one of them so far and the other one I still need to play with some more, but I'm going to start with that one. It's from Lenovo. It's the Lenovo star Wars Jedi challenges. It's an argumented reality experience. And I didn't know what to think about this when I first looked at it. It's $200 us. Uh, You do have to use a smartphone a recent one too, although my iPhone six plus works just fine in oh. it. So what you do? Well, let me explain what the package is. It's a headset. It's a little—I don't know what you call it. Um, so it looks like a Holocron, doesn't it? It's um, yeah, kind of this
1: little uh, little crystal globe thing.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, that goes on the floor somewhere near you, and yep. then of course you get a lightsaber. So lightsaber headset and the little. Motion tracking. Thing. When you
1: when you first sent this to me, the thing that impressed me most is is what a great um, copy of the original Luke Skywalker lightsaber this is.
0: It, I mean, it actually
1: is. I, 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 there are people who would pay two hundred dollars just for that reproduction of the lightsaber. Is uh, it plastic or is it metal? Yeah, no, it's plastic.
0: Plastic. It, it yeah. looks really good, though. It, it feels actually pretty dang good, to be honest yeah. with you. It, it's a it's a nice little piece of work. Uh, You know, the buttons on it are basically um, sync buttons, Bluetooth Mm -hmm. buttons, and stuff like that. But it's really cool. So let me explain what, what you do with this thing. The setup and then the actual play. So the setup is you have to connect your phone to the lightsaber. That's the only Bluetooth connection there is. Right. So... It's a Bluetooth controller. You then launch the app. Each The first time you launch it, it's a little bit more burdensome, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't get any easier as you, it, the second, third, fourth time you use it. You've got to go through the setup process every single time. It's swipe left, swipe left, yep, connect that, swipe left, swipe left. Finally, you get to the point where you can put it in the virtual reality headset. Now, what this thing does, or I should say uh, AR headset. Yeah. So what this does is your, your smartphone goes into this cradle and plugs into the cradle, and then the cradle itself plugs into the headset. You slide your phone not in front of your eyes, which I think everyone was assuming that that's what this is. It's not. Yeah. It actually goes above your eyes where your eyebrows are. And there's mirrors that project the screen from your iPhone down onto the AR Uh, headset.
1: Right. I assumed it was going through your phone's camera, but no.
0: No. Okay. So you get the screen in front of you now. And you, of course, can see through it into the room that you're in. Because it's just projecting that image down in front of you.
1: Yeah, it's like a heads-up display in a car. Exactly. That's
0: exactly what it's like. Yeah. So you do that. And then... The game launches and a Jedi comes up initially and basically teaches you what you need to know, how to activate your lightsaber. You could see the lightsaber in your hand. The end of it is glowing blue. So when you activate it on your screen in front of you, you see your lightsaber blade and it looks pretty dang good. Like it's coming out of the lightsaber in your hand. Yeah. I'm on an iPhone 6 Plus. Maybe on a newer phone, it would be even a better picture quality. But you know what? There was no lag. When I'm moving the lightsaber in my hand, it's moving in front of my face. I mean, if there's lag, it's very, it's it's forgivable. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So I show Cole that I've got this coming. (laughs) Well, actually, I show him a video of someone using it. And he goes, oh, that is so cool. Yeah. And he thought it was the Sony VR thing at first. I said, it's well, not Well, yeah, because it,
1: it does uh, – uh, that was actually my assumption because the way it's presented and packaged and it uses the kind of the, the same, same colors that the PlayStation yeah. VR used to use, um, I assumed it was some sort of um, – that the, the headset the phone goes into looks very similar to the PlayStation VR um, headset.
0: Yeah. It's not. No, yeah. It's its own thing. So – he looks at it and I go, would you like that? And he goes, yeah, but he knows it's $200 and he ain't yeah. getting it. I said, oh, it's already on its way. I ordered it yesterday. <laughs> and of course he knows about vine. He knows I get these free things. It's yeah. free. I said, yeah. yeah, he goes, I get to play it first. <laughs> so it shows up a couple days after Christmas. Uh, I go through the rigmarole of getting it set up now I did it with the iPhone at first, but I've got this Sony smartphone that I've had for a a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice phone. I just, yeah, it's Android. I thought, well, I'll use this one, but for whatever reason, it connects, everything works fine, but the picture on the screen is not in the right place, and I can't adjust it. Right. So I'm stuck using my iPhone. After about 20 minutes of him playing with it, my iPhone 6 Plus is burning hot. (laughs) Yeah. So you get about fifteen minutes, realistically, maybe twenty of playing, and then you got to stop playing for a while, and it drains the battery pretty darn quick. I went from ninety-eight percent down to forty-seven percent in that twenty minutes. Right, but you know what? That's okay. That's fine. You know, I, I don't want him playing with this for three hours. Yeah, twenty minutes is more than enough time for him to to play. Now, this isn't a game you sit on the couch. You got to stand up. You got to move around a little bit. You know, because this is tracking you. It's moving around. Um, it has a couple different games. It's got, um, late, uh, lightsaber battles. Um, I've done that so far where basically some droids come up and start walking towards you shooting and you can block the shots with your lightsaber and you can slice them in half. Uh-huh. It's really kind of cool, man. Yeah. Uh, it's got hol- holo chess, which I have not played yet. Uh, so strate-
1: that, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the game. They played the millennium Falcon in
0: the original Star Wars movie. Yeah, I'm kind of curious yeah. about that myself. Yeah. And then strategic combat, which is test your skills as a military strategist and command armies against enemy troops in large-scale ground wars. I don't know how that works with this, but haven't even looked at that yet. So really, all I've done is the lightsaber battles, but that's it, that's what everybody wants to play with this. If you've got a, an AR lightsaber game and you're holding a lightsaber in your hand, you want to be a Jedi or a Sith or whatever, and you want to attack robots and stuff, right? That's what you want to do.
1: It does look very cool, but is it worth
0: $200? No. <laughs> it is neat. I, yeah. I think it's $99 neat. I don't yeah. think it's $200 neat. But I, I understand I, why they charge that much, because there's a lot of hardware that goes along with this. But yeah. the problem is, honestly, the limited gameplay. Yeah. How much? How long are you going to want to play these three basic games? I mean, once you've done, and, and look, the graphics are okay. Don't get me wrong, but it's 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 ghosted AR images. It's not the AR images that Apple likes to show off in demos, where it looks like there is an actual bookshelf against your desk or against your wall, so you can kind of see what it would look like. It's not a robot walking across the desktop. It it's a a, a force ghost looking guy in front of you.
1: Yeah, which kind of suits the Star Wars aesthetic?
0: Yes. Because all the holograms in Star Wars kind of look like that. But um, if I'm going to pay 200 bucks, I want I want at least cartoon animation type graphics where the the character is solid. I can't yeah. see through this Darth Maul coming at me and yeah. the curtains behind him.
1: Well, the other the other question I have is is obviously you you as you say you're investing in this for the Star Wars stuff. But I, once you've got the hardware, I expect to be able to play do other things with it is there any prospect no, of uh Lenovo well, doing anything
0: else with this maybe uh but this is a brand new thing it just came out so maybe they are going to release different software for it but as a package right now i just don't think it's worth it
1: no well, the, the
0: problem is it's, it's effectively a gimmick mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it you know but um, here's the thing this is a gimmick not for you or me this is a gimmick for alexander or cole
1: well, yeah, but two hundred pounds, two hundred dollars. It's you know, exactly. That, that's not that's not
0: pocket money. No, and if yeah. you're going to spend that much money, double that and get the the PlayStation VR for the PS4, and you've got so many more games. Yeah, and it's such yeah. a better experience.
1: I, you see, to me, I what they've done with this, I think this is the future. I I think VR is a bit of a dead end because I I don't personally. Feel like a lot of people are going to want this. This was a problem with VR the first time around. A lot of people don't want to strap a headset to their head and cut Correct. themselves off from the world. Yeah, Correct. AR makes to me makes much more sense to be able to project computer graphics into the world around you. To me, seems a much better use of computing power.
0: I um, agree, and the issue with this one is we're still in the generation where it's using the screen on the smartphone. For the graphics. Yeah. And it has to physically be on the device, on this headset. I think the future is exactly this, except for you put a pair of glasses on, and it's wirelessly beaming the picture onto your glasses from your computer, not your phone.
1: I'm going to go further than that. I think we need laser beams being fired into our eyes to give us the graphics.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think you're right. And and hey, it gets rid I just of cataracts heard, you, at by the, the way, same time I
1: No, I just heard
0: Brendan spit coffee all over his <laughs> Yes <laughs> he, he just had an aneurysm <laughs> Brendan, yeah. it, we, like I just said though It also cures cataracts, same time <laughs> Done yeah. yep. And if you put it on wide beam, it gets rid of freckles <laughs> <laughs> I like freckles actually yeah. Julia yeah. has freckles. I love freckles. Uh, um, so that's the first one. Now, I, you know, I'm. I t- so I'm, I'm torn t- because I'm between. Yeah. Th- uh, it, Amazon uses five star system, right? I'm yeah. torn between three and four stars. Mm-hmm. Me personally, my use of it, it's three stars.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what excites me about this, though. This is the sort of thing in about eight, nine months' time, you go into a store and you find it in the bargain bin for about 30, yeah, 40 bucks. And exactly. And you go, oh, my God, what a Oh, about? my God.
0: Yeah. I'm picking this. I remember Tim talking about this on one show that I used to listen to a year and a half ago. Yeah. I'm totally picking this out for nineteen ninety nine. Uh but But honestly, the, the – Lightsaber replica. When Cole is no longer playing this game and doesn't give a crap, I'm keeping this replica. I'm going to put it on the wall or something. I'm just yeah. going to hang it on the little hook because it, it's a freaking lightsaber. I'm going to take off the little plastic thing off the end because that looks stupid. Yeah, the blue. But bit. Yeah. yeah, well, it's white when it's not turned on. All right, and it's red when it's not synced. Okay. Um, I, it's a cool looking lightsaber. i I'll, I will say that. And the headset, honestly, is fairly comfortable, but. It's a little tight on me, and it's a little big on Cole. So go mm-hmm. figure. Yeah. Second product. Now you remember a couple of weeks ago I did the uh, Bang and Olufsen speaker, mm-hmm. and I was how impressed I was with it. Yep. Even though it didn't quite match the audio quality of my Altic Lansing fifteen year old speakers, I was still very impressed with it, and I still am. Um, And the audio quality is actually improving now that the subwoofer is relaxed a little bit. you got to listen to speakers for a little while to really get the true audio quality of them. Mm -hmm. Um, John Nemo right now is going, yes, I know, yes. (laughs) I've been saying that. Um, So another very interesting product came available, and I thought, you know what? I've done a couple Bluetooth speakers lately, and I've done a couple Bluetooth headphones, and this is... Both of those things. (laughs) And it's $179. You know what? I'm going to give this a shot. Mm -hmm. It's the Motorola Sphere 2-in-1 Bluetooth speaker with over-the-ear headphones. So it's this round ball, right? Mm -hmm. About the size of a 12-year-old's head. (laughs) And the Uh, speakers, that's the speaker, and the headphones go around the top of it. In these indentations, if you will, so, so it's it, it's the stand, but it also charges the wireless right. headphones
1: so it, it the 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 conceit here is it looks like a
0: head wearing headphones. it is Julie yeah. looked at it and said that's so cute. it looks like Princess Leia <laughs> yeah, totally get it. It really does, yeah, um, from a purely design aesthetic. And the engineering of... It's a speaker that also charges your headphones. It's a brilliant idea. I think, honestly, it's a really great idea. Yep. So, but... but, But. Well, if you go down and start reading the reviews, and like this one, we all love these. We all love these, and at these prices, we couldn't... We wouldn't be able to... Afford to get one for us all. They're great. <laughs> so we are learning how to share this. They're learning how to share this. Okay. Yes. The speaker works great. We use it in the living room. Just download the music to our I- to our phones or laptop, and the speaker plays it quite nicely. The sound is clear and carries well. If we don't listen to music, the one who does want to listen to it can wear headphones, and we are none the wiser. <laughs>
1: Thanks for explaining headphones to me, yes, lady. Yes, that's,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Busy yeah. Mom is the name of this person. Busy
1: Mom, but I, I see somebody above Busy Mom. Who...
0: Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. So, and she goes on. The headphones yeah. are nice. They don't crush your ears like a lot of headphones do. I think she's using headphones wrong. Uh, the sound quality is still excellent, and you could be away from the speakers. Doing something you do, do not need to be tied into the speaker.
1: <laughs> Again, she's explaining how wireless headphones work. That's, so that's helpful. pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> this is really neat speaker and definitely would consider buying more of these. <laughs> so that's one reviewer's viewpoint on the Motorola Sphere. Five, Here's another five stars,
1: one. Five stars there. Five yeah. stars.
0: Go ahead. You could read this other one right above it if you like. Yeah, right. So this is... Um, George McAdams,
1: Motorola's two-in-one Bluetooth speaker with headphones is a great setup because you're a pretty good speaker and a pretty good set of headphones.
0: Yeah, that's not the one that I saw. No? I was, I was talking about the one right above that. I don't, maybe you're seeing different. Yeah, I probably got Because uh, it's actually my review.
1: Uh, no, I, I've, I've – oh, right. Okay. Oh,
0: sorry. I, I appreciate So, so well, you, you can it, yeah Yeah. Okay. You, you, this you is some – Tim Robertson's review.
1: This is <laughs> some, some rube called Tim Robertson. Yeah. Yeah so much potential mired in sub quality audio first the good the design of the speaker the sphere is great as is the concept giving them by two things at once bluetooth headphones and the speaker more the headphones are stored and charged atop the speaker itself when you want to listen to music just select the speaker and rock out want to go to headphones pull them off and put them on your head You're, you're also telling me how to use headphones my phone automatically switches the headphones when i do this neat Great concepts. The actual execution of the idea is pretty bad. Both the speaker and headphones feel, well, very cheap. Plastic junk cheap. (laughs) Found at the dollar tree cheap. Not good. But that can be somewhat forgiven. If the audio is good, it's not. In fact, the speaker itself is just plain terrible. Tiny, cheap, bad clarity, very weak bass, distortion even at low volume. The problems with the audio quality are legion. Just really bad. The headphones fare a little better, but not by much. You can play them louder with than the speaker without audio distortion, and the bass is markedly better. But they still don't even have good audio. Read more. There's more. Is there more? Rather than getting the best of both worlds, the Sphere offers the worst. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't understand because every other fine voice on here has given it four or five stars I except know. for
0: you. <laughs> yes. And that's – you know what? This is what I've learned about when you're reading Vine reviews. People are so excited to get this $200 thing that they're naturally inclined to like it before they even get it. Yeah. And so they get this thing and they're immediately looking for the positive. And then they're going to write the review. Yeah. Now – Uh, Do I do that? Yeah. I don't go into any review wanting to hate something, not even from Motorola, a company I actually despise. (laughs) I I always want to give every product I review, and I know you're the same way, David, the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to keep an open mind. And as I start to use a product, I think, okay, how much is this? Would I spend my own money on this? Would I recommend this to other people? And I write my review accordingly. These, I, the audio quality is just terrible. Yeah. It's just it's just terrible. I I cannot believe even a shady company like Motorola would put their name on a product that sounds like this. I mean, it's I did a, I did a side by side comparison between the uh, the B and O speakers speaker and this, and it, they couldn't. I called Cole into the room. Yeah. And he really likes the look of this round speaker. It's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. And he wants to use the headphones. I know him. And at first he thought this was cooler. I said, no, listen to the actual music. What sounds better and then he just slowly points over at the B&O. Like, yeah, yeah. That, sounds, that sounds better.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, this this kind of does have... I mean, because it's not cheap as well, $180. No, it's yeah. not. Uh, this does kind of have the air of somebody who came up with the design, and then afterwards it's like, well, we need a speaker to go in this. <laughs> we need headphone drivers to go in this. Um, you know, and that and that was not the focus. The focus was the design.
0: When I first looked at this, I thought, okay, well, now wait a minute. Is When I look at this, I think... Uh, are the are the headphones actually supplying the power, the the audio into the speaker? So it kind of amplifies the headphones? Is that what this is doing? That's not what it's doing. No. But on first kind of glance, that might be your impression that that's what it's doing. It's not. There are two separate things, very cleverly engineered together. So one will charge the other. And then when you want to use the headphones, you just pull them off and the audio just goes there. Yeah, um, the concept's great. Oh, the concept is fantastic! What yeah. a great idea. The
1: only the only thing I'd add to it is build in Alexa and then have a little smiley face done by LEDs on the front. Yes. Oh yeah. So, absolutely. So that, so that when Alexa spoke to you, it looked like the 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 little face was talking to you. That's that's the only thing I'd do. But also, you've got to, You've got it for this sort of money. You, the quality's got to be right.
0: Yeah. It's
1: got to sound good.
0: Yeah. Um, and it and, just doesn't. You
1: know, I. I mean, I have I have a pair of most Bluetooth headphones that I bought probably about 10, 12 years ago that um, sound really, really good. But that was 10, 12 years ago, you know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you remember just a few months ago, I did the review of the JBL um, Quincy Jones Edition. Yeah. Now those are wired or Bluetooth. And as a comparison to these, Motorola's, I actually broke those out. I haven't used them since that review, actually. I broke those out and listened to a song, and then I listened to, well... Part of the same song on the Motorola ones, just as a comparison, and it's just so bad. Yeah. Why? I've, why would you? Why would you completely f- just fall apart on arguably the most important aspect of a speaker or headphones? Well, the audio quality. The, it's unfortunate. The reality is that there's a lot of people today has never who's
1: never heard a good speaker. Uh, they've only ever had cheap bluetooth speakers and so the and and they only ever play either um, you know compressed mp3 or uh, streaming stuff on it and so with it's the boring. with the low, with the lowest quality setting so they, they they just don't know any better yeah so they don't have the ear for it and so they don't care what they care about is the, the design and the looks and and on on that basis this is going to be a winner i have to also uh, just comment on something else as well in the marketing for this here in the uh, the motorola um, bit that's kind of been stuck in the ad here they do something which drives me crazy about people who sell headphones they call out as a feature noise isolation
0: yeah these are over the <laughs> ear headphones so
1: yeah but the reason people bought that is because they know that a lot of people see that and assume it's got like the bose style active noise cancelling which it doesn't. When they say noise isolation, that means that when you're wearing the headphones, the rest of the world sounds quieter because you have something over your ears. You yep. know, it's not doing anything special. It's not doing anything that
0: you know, Bose or other companies is famed
1: for. It's just
0: – Well, know. I don't know. I got a pair – like I was saying, it's extremely cold here. Uh, when I was at the bus stop this morning, it was negative one, right? Mm-hmm. That's cold. Um, I've got a pair of noise-canceling earmuffs that work really well. <laughs>
1: yeah it's um I, that those are those are uh, heating noise-canceling earmuffs yeah, yeah? yes <laughs> they
0: heat up well your body actually helps well anyways yeah um disappointing to say the least I was yeah. really I really was looking forward to these I, I, I was more excited about these than the the Bang & that I got cause yeah this is different this is oh look at this This is cool yeah. Ugh, what a disappointment but to be fair to myself what, what was I really expecting from Samsung Com- Motorola. or Motorola. Yeah. Motorola? yeah. Yep. So, anyways, um, yeah, let's get yep. to our Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now, this is interesting because Ars Technica has an article that led you, of course, to say, "Well, let's do a Wikipedia, a wiki trolling, I should say." Yeah. On this, so. Go so let's
1: le- let's lead with the wiki trolling entry, and we'll we'll discuss the article afterwards. So, um, this week's wiki wiki trolling entry is the Boeing seven four seven, otherwise known affectionately around the world as the jumbo jet.
0: Um, yeah, got that big hump in the front
1: yeah this is this i i would say i mean it says here in the wikipedia thing is, is it's probably the world's most
0: recognizable
1: aircraft um and the thing about the 747 is that i, I would imagine a very large proportion of the people listening to this show who've who've ever flown have probably flown on the 747 at some at, at some point i don't and, think know, i ever have no
0: no I don't so think very, I've ever flown on a 747.
1: When you, when It's very cool when you get the 747 because you come in at the front, and so you're immediately presented with the spiral staircase going to the upstairs.
0: Yeah, um, I have never have.
1: Yeah, so I, I I actually did once fly on one where the business class was in the upstairs section. So I have actually flown in the upper deck. It's very cool. It's, it is very very much like, um, uh, was it in, is it in Quantum of Solace where uh, James Bond's on one, yeah. and, and he's he's kind of you know he's doing the whole martini thing at the bar. Yep. Um doing that on the plane is very very cool. So um yeah this was this was revolutionary when they launched it in the uh and, and surprising as well it was it was launched in the late 60s. Yeah, I think it was 68 69 70 that it was brought to the market brought to the market very quickly as well. It was amazing. I'm working on a, a, a government project at the moment that's been going for a couple of years and is nowhere near finished yet. And they actually kind of designed and built this thing in about Fourteen months, something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a real big. It was a real big bet for. Uh, sorry, twenty-eight months. Yeah, so not quite as quick, but nevertheless, to, to build it from scratch, a revolutionary airplane, um, and Boeing really bet the company on this. Effectively, it was going to bankrupt them. they had to build a new factory
0: because it was so big. Um, they had to. I remember watching video of this thing being built when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I was amazed that it was all indoors and then they did this kind of a time-lapse thing and you just see the whole thing coming together and then they roll it out and you're just like wow that was that was pretty cool
1: also as well i i saw a documentary about the 747 a while back um and they really had to convince the airline industry that that they wanted this um and they actually built mock-ups of the interior and took the airline industry to it to show them how the uh seating would work because all other planes at that point had had basically seating on either side and then an aisle down the middle. Um, And obviously, 747 was so wide, you couldn't do that. Um, And then they they came up with this, uh, you know, which was... It had to fulfill all these different requirements. It had to be easy to serve food and drinks to. It had to be able to let get people off the plane quickly enough in the case of an emergency. Um, and it had to be flexible enough for all the different airline requirements. Um, and basically everyone was kind of unconvinced until they were shown this mock-up and shown how all the seats and everything were working. and they kind of they all went for it in a big way. So, um, yeah, it really was uh, revolutionary at the time. Um, the you know there's a plane that can carry up to six, seven hundred people in one go, um, and uh, yeah, it's still flying today, despite the fact it was built in the '70s, so it's had an incredible lifetime as well. But the reason that um, this case
0: well, it started in the '70s. That they still build them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they still build them, and 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 yeah, actually, there's a the, in the Wikipedia article. There's a little cutaway down the bottom that shows the different sizes of the original ones versus the ones they fly now. Yeah, um, and. Um, it's amazing because the little, the original one looks quite a lot smaller than the ones they uh, they fly nowadays. But this, uh, you, you know, they're basically all the same aircraft with different developments and bits stuck in the middle to make them bigger and longer and that sort of thing. But um, it's in it's now in decline because it's a four-engine plane and everyone wants two-engine planes for um, fuel efficiency reasons and also for noise re- restrictions, which is becoming a real difficulty around an air, around airports. Um, and so the, because there are now two engine planes that have similar sort of ranges then um, the, and also the, there's fewer people flying than they used to the, the demand for the 747 has dropped um, and that brings us to the article which said that as of um, the uh, 4th of January the last 747 flying with a US carrier was retired so currently there are no 747s in the US market in terms of the US carriers
0: yeah, which is kind of sad, really. It's probably one of the reasons I haven't flown on one is because I didn't do a whole lot of extensive flying, except in the last ten years, and most of that was American Airlines. It wasn't Delta. Yeah. Although I did fly quite a bit of Delta, but no, I never, I never flew on one. I'm kind of bummed out now.
1: I would imagine quite a lot of your uh, Amazon packages <laughs> come via seven four seven. I would imagine they're yeah. really big in the freight fleet because they're so big. Yep. But. Um, yeah, a lot of the international airlines still run them. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I think this is probably the beginning of the end for four-engine aircraft of this type.
0: Um, yeah, you just look at the production, the orders, and deliveries. Um, it's been on decline realistically since two thousand and six. It's just going down and down and down. Well,
1: even some of Boeing's later products kind of compete with the seven four seven. Really, the, the 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 issue is is that you know airline uh, airline travel has has it had a big growth in the sixties and the seventies and the eighties but it's now it's on the decline again
0: yeah uh, so much work can be done remotely now that you don't really need to physically go somewhere there to do a presentation or to collaborate on an engineering project or
1: well yeah i mean look at look at that um we talked last week about that documentary about the Star Wars toys. Right. Um, and I watched that this week. I really loved it, by the way. I'm looking forward yeah. to watching the other ones. but The other again, ones are not as good.
0: Yeah. But it, that's probably because I don't have an emotional attachment to He-Man yeah. or Barbie or G.I. Joe. I didn't care about any of those toys. So. Exactly. Yeah. It was but, interesting, but it, there was no emotional attachment.
1: Yeah. But, again, this was a company in Cincinnati that, that did those toys, and the they talked all the time about it. Well, I hopped on a plane, and I flew out to... Uh, to los angeles and i flew back and then we flew and people don't do business like that anymore
0: no you know no, that time is long gone yeah yeah so it's it's a bummer that it's going away but i i understand why yeah um
1: of course still famous as um air force one yeah. i think i think that's due to be replaced as well but i the, the thing that really sticks out for me is is this, if you want to, sh- if you want to show an aircraft in a picture, like a commercial aircraft, this is like the great shortcut because everyone Everybody recognizes. Yeah, everyone recognizes the jumbo jet.
0: Pan Am. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I like that it says uh, in the Ars Technica article that uh, where was it? It says. Um, Boeing was already having a pretty good time selling the 707 jetliner, but Pan American Airlines boss Juan Tripe wanted something special for his passengers, and he approached the aircraft manufacturers, or manufacturer with a request for a plane that could carry twice as many passengers as its bread-and-butter long-haul model. In 1966, Tripe, Tripe signed an order for 25 of the new passenger airliners. The first of these enter service in nineteen seventy, and the world would never be the same again.
1: Yeah, it does say at the bottom as well that um, if you have the money, you uh, Boeing will build you your own one—the personal business jet, the Boeing Business Jet seven hundred and forty-seven slash eight. You can build to, to your own personal specification.
0: Yeah, I just clicked the link. I am kind of curious on. Yeah, the. I mean, the, you know, I I might want to. Well, yeah. It's, um oh they did the crystal sky one too which is amazing. Uh yeah there was a jet a plane I should say that you could sit at the top of and it was a clear dome. Yeah. And you could see the front and the back it was you know it looks it felt like you're sitting on top of the plane. Uh That'd be Screw cool. that. No, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> That would... No. No? No. Is that... um? That's a step too far, is it? Is it? A L- little bit. A little bit. That'd be a little bit too much for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. What is the, the future of flight? I mean, we don't have the SR-71 anymore. Well, the X-Men do, but, you know. um, The 747's going away, so we don't have super fast ones, and we don't have super big ones. So... Uh, Cram into the smaller ones and sit there longer i guess yeah it's that's
1: the, that's the, unfortunately one of the reasons for, i think for the 747 7 going away in the us market is because the us market's gone um down market it's gone down very much you know they're all competing with the cheap airlines um, and that's that's where you, you get to sit in a plane with a uh, the last um, I, I flew back from um new york when i when i did the q the uh, queen mary 2 Last year, I flew back on a on a like a cheap carrier, Thompson Airlines, which is right. you know, a kind of a you know a charter carrier, um, and and I was astonished on how how thin and flimsy the seats were on that on that plane. Uh, they must presumably meet code, but they were nothing like you would expect to see a real airline seat to be, and it it, it,
0: like, it didn't inspire confidence. So. No, it kind
1: of looked like a like a, a, a gussied up. Um, Kind of foldable chair that you see in a church hall.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a good thing.
1: No. And and of course, the reason they they do that is because it reduces weight for fuel reasons. It means they can get more of them in. I mean, the yeah, I'm not a tall man, and uh, the knee room was not was not great.
0: Guy would commit yeah. carry carry if he had a fly on that. <laughs> I, I remember a flight coming out of uh, San Francisco that we were both on after a Macworld Expo. And we had a midnight flight. I think it. I want to say that we jumped to a, an earlier flight or something. Um, I remember two actually. One, we were both in first class. I don't remember how that happened. And then the next time, we were in business class. And I've never seen anybody fold themselves over and look so miserable in my entire life. <laughs> I, he. I heard more sighs out of guy than any I. <sighs> And he was like – he wasn't in the same aisle as I am. He was in a, a different aisle. But I think he was next to me, but and we both had aisle seats. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he was – I've never seen anybody so miserable.
1: You know what, Guy, when he travels by plane, he really needs to adopt an alternative approach. What he needs to do is find a, a local friendly undertaker. Yeah, and basically have himself shipped across the country in a box. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he would be much more comfortable.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why he drives everywhere because he's, he's yeah. never comfortable on planes. Yeah. Unless you go first class, and then it's going to cost you a couple thousand pounds uh, dollars. And yeah, you know, why would you do that? Like with Max Stock next summer or this coming summer, I should say. I know a Guy's going to be there, and I know he's going to drive a car again. Yep. Because he's it's just more comfortable for him. Mm-hmm. I get it, but yeah. Ugh, that's a long drive, just so you're not uncomfortable for three hours. Oh. I'd rather be uncomfortable three hours. I don't like flying, and nobody likes flying. It sucks. It's never yep. comfortable for anybody. The food's not very good. Uh, you always got somebody that's annoying you. You got this, um, all
1: the security in the airport and stuff yeah, to Yeah, it's, it
0: it's, it's a huge pain. Yeah. Um, and then you got to rent a car when you get to the place, like Woodstock, because, you know, what are you going to walk from O'Hare to where <laughs> – be walking for a day. Um, I get it, but man, I would rather just rent a car and, and spend a little bit of time in the air because driving that far, no thanks. Yep. Um, yeah, with that, let's wrap up this episode. We, okay. Uh, I think we hit everything we were going to hit. Yep. So, again, everyone, relax. <laughs> Just relax. No go. meltdowns. Yeah. Don't worry
1: about specters.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. Don't worry. Go on. Well, hey, hey, you want to relax? What I suggest you do this week, go out to a bookstore and buy a nice, relaxing, calming book. I think something just hit the shelves the other day that's yeah, proving yeah. pretty popular. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll just send you right to sleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right out. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, We'd love to get feedback from you guys. The show at techfanpodcast.com. Of course, you can go to mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com. Leave a comment there. And uh, David and I will see you in a week. See you then.